Welcome to those online. <laughs> They're all in tune now. And uh, welcome to those present here tonight. And we go to 1 John again, chapter 4, and to pick up on verse 9. And the two songs, or three songs really related to this, and the payment and God being satisfied and the things that are mentioned here as we go down through it. In this was manifest the love of God toward us, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Just sung those things. Here in his love, not that we love God, but he, he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if so, God, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. For if we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we are dwell, dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Saviour of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, he that dwelleth in Love dwelleth in God. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Again for the message, the third time in this book, on the love that you have toward us. We are love. We're to reciprocate toward one another. Lord, I pray that we would be obedient there and that we'd be go out, going out and confessing you because we love you and we love those that are, un, as it were, unlovely, but you love them and we need to give the message to them and that they might be saved. Bless the word. Now... In Jesus' name, Amen. <clears throat> there, <clears throat> we looked at the explanation for love, verse 7 and 8, last week. The essence of love, God is love. We looked at thirdly the expression of love. And um, <clears throat> in verses 9 and 10, we started looking at that. And we remember we referred to Abraham taking Isaac. To Mount Moriah to do sacrifice. <laughs> and put yourself in the shoes of the people of these true stories, life, life stories. Put yourself in Abraham's shoes when he was asked to do that. Not knowing that he was setting a type of the Father and the Lord Jesus the Son. In what he did accounting that he was able to raise him up again if he was slain God will provide himself a lamb and all, all the way as they walked to Mount Moriah to Jerusalem there probably the Temple Mount we call it now Abraham would have to have been wondering what's going to happen how am I going to do this how am I going to kill my son you know and laid him he laid him on the altar and he drew the knife and no relief yet <laughs> until God coming down with the knife and God said stop <laughs> there's a lamb caught in the thicket now I know now I know you believe now I know your faith and he was tested sore really but <clears throat> what about the father the heavenly father and the son he's only begotten was slain and it's so much more greater than any man's example, but we take it because we're men and women. And so <clears throat> we, we've seen that. Isaac was called Abraham's only begotten son, and we looked at that last week. 
And so we see the God's provision for us. God's purpose for us is seen in the last part of verse 9, where it says that we might live through him. What does this imply, that we live through him? It implies that we were dead. We were dead. And uh, does scripture back that up? Ephesians 2.1 And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. God's purpose for us that we might live, not die through him. Born once, die twice. Born twice, maybe die once. And I think we're the generation that may not even die nuns, <laughs> if you can say it. <laughs> because the Lord will just do, us, do what he did to Enoch. Um, <clears throat> so, God's purpose for us, that we might live. John 1, 4, in him was life and the life was the light of men. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth and the life. Physical life came through our physical parents. Spiritual life comes through our Father who is in heaven and extended to us through his Son. In the book of Romans, in chapter 5 and verse 15, we read, And not as the offence, so also is the free gift. The offence, Adam, the free gift, the Lord Jesus. For if through the offence of one, many are dead, Adam, we've been through this many a time, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Not as it was by one that sinned, so is so is the gift for the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offences unto justification. And over and over again, it's got one, one, one. One man, Adam, one man, the Lord Jesus. One man took us into sin and uh, death, and the other gives us life. That we might live through him, as we've said. So the purpose for us. The sending of Christ, God's provision for us and God's purpose for us. The, sanctif the satisfaction with Christ is given in verse 10. In that verse we read, Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. You ever sent your ch child on an errand and you waited quite a while they didn't come back? They got waylaid, they got sidetracked in the way. <laughs> or they went and they didn't do it like it needed to be done. And I finished the job. Um, <clears throat> was God satisfied when he sent his son to do a job, to do a task, to take care of the sin of the world? What does it say in this verse here? Here in his love, not that we love God, but he loved us and he sent his son to be the, what's the word? Propitiation. And it means satisfaction. Yes, the father was satisfied. In the, <laughs> proven in the resurrection from the dead of the Lord Jesus. And the Lord Jesus didn't get sidetracked on the way to the cross. He set his face like a flint. <laughs> He's, I'm, that's it, I'm going there. Christians, let's do that as, as Christians. In the world we live in, set your face, your faith, <laughs> like a flint. I'm not going to detour. Because that's the big thing of today. The detour, the branches and going off out of the way. Don't go out of the way. Uh, <clears throat> yes, like a flint. 
and he said on the cross, not my will, or before the cross, not my will, but thy will be done. He knew what was coming. His way with being rejected <coughs> and bearing the sins of the world. And as we know, propitiation means satisfaction. The satisfaction with Christ, his son. And I pray that as we are asked by our parents to do different things when we were young enough, I can't remember when Dad asked me last to do something. <laughs> it's been years, because I've been out of the house for 46 years. <laughs> and um, But that if you are, that you do what they desire to do and do it with all you, you might do it as unto the Lord. Do it to please the Lord and you'll please your earthly father. Uh, <clears throat> God's righteous demands were satisfied. In Romans 3.25, whom God has set forth to be the propitiation, the satisfaction through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. The satisfaction through faith to be righteous. We can only be made righteous by what Jesus Christ has done. I, I, did, a, I did the thing and sent it over to Israel about to the leadership there as far as what's going on over there and what's going to happen. And, and, and at about 1.30, 2 o'clock this morning, I woke up with a jolt. I might have been snoring. I don't know what I was doing. And then <laughs> I didn't put a clear explanation of salvation in that. I need to put that in. And so, okay, from a Jewish perspective, how would I put it? so that they can get the point. And my mind went to Romans chapter 4 about the righteousness of God because the Jews tried to work for righteousness and have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God, which comes by the completed sacrifice of Christ and us believing and receiving that as, for our salvation. And so Romans 4 was very much in the mind and there it was. And as Brother Dunn was just saying, oh, that one wasn't in that article you got, but I was able to go to the Old Testament and find exactly what Paul quoted in the New Testament because if a Jewish person, especially an Orthodox person, reads a New... No, they won't go there. It's a New Testament verse. Give me an Old Testament verse. And there it is. <clears throat> Abraham believed God and it was counted to him. It was imputed to him for righteousness. It was reckoned to his account for righteousness. And we talked about him offering his son. He believed God was able to raise him up again. You know, where's the, here's the fire. There's a, where's the lamb? God will provide himself a lamb. And uh, an accounting as it says that God was able to raise those. You know, he, he believed by faith. And I think it's given in the context of Genesis there that there it said. But also when he left Ur of the Chaldeans and then Haran and going down to, to the promised land of Canaan, he believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Folks, and, and I wrote there, this is 400 years before the law. 400 years before Moses received the law, Abraham did that. We don't live under law. Abraham didn't live under law. We believe by faith. He believed by faith. That's why we can say, well, we're the children of Abraham. We're not Jews, but we're the children as in the faith of Abraham. <clears throat> not literally. And we're not part of Israel in, in saying that. So he is a satisfaction. 
In, in Romans, or we've got 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he hath made him who knew no sin, as we looked there before, to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. They going about to establish their own righteousness. How many religions of this world go about to establish their own righteousness before their God? All of them, except for biblical Christianity. Let's think of the big one, the Catholics. How do they go about trying to establish righteousness with God? What do they do? The works, it's all the works, isn't it? Indulgences, uh, prayers for the dead to get them out. Oh, what a way of getting money out of people. You give me money and I'll pray for your father, son, whatever, to get out of purgatory, out of hell. Well, you pay anything to get them out, but you can't do it. can't be done. You know, they crawl up steps, they cut themselves. So they're like, like Baal, the Baalites there, that they did that. Works does not satisfy because if it did what would we do when we all got to heaven as the bible says <laughs> look at me How, how'd you go what'd you do what'd you do you know how'd we get here not at all we'll all be able to say through the shed blood of christ and nothing and nobody else could atone for my sins and so <clears throat> praise god made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God. 1 Corinthians 15, 3, 4, I delivered unto you first of all that which I received, that Christ Jesus died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And that can be found in the Old Testament. And it's an interesting exercise. Think of talking to a Jewish person. Go to the Old Testament and give them the Gospel from the Old Testament. Where might you end up? in doing that to tell them it's not the righteousness of sac you know doing a sacrifice and keeping the law where would you go in the old testament isaiah 53. yep isaiah 53 for the sacrifice and i did yep yes <laughs> and 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 psalm 22 many yeah many, many 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 minor prophets have got little verses that came come pop out of the page but that's the lord jesus that's the lord jesus Pray that eyes would be opened <laughs> as, as God's word is shared. <clears throat> so, the satisfaction with Christ, verse 10. And then we go to the next point from the expression of God's love in giving his son as a satisfying, satisfying sacrifice to the example of love in verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. What an example we have set for us. God has set the example, the model, beloved, if God so loved us. It's the, the, the word if is not a question, but it's a fact. Since God so loved us, and we know that as fact, and so we use that, he, John uses that example as the, the love that we're to have for one another. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. So the model is G, the Lord Jesus and God himself, and the message, we ought to love one another. <clears throat> Familiar? Yes. Repeated? Yes. Three times in this, in this book so far he's dealt with loving sections. Um, <clears throat> needed? Certainly is needed. The love of God. For without the love of God we would 
not be able to be saved. In John 15 verses 12, this is the commandment that you love one another. We have the model. And so this is the message that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if you do whatever I command you. <laughs> Want to be a friend of God like Abraham, wasn't it? Yep. Love him. Love the brethren. Love others. So the message is familiar. It's repeated. And it is needed, as it's given here. The Spirit of God obviously considered this our very important truth to have repeated this the third time. So that's the example of love and now the evidence stemming from love. Verse 12, back in First John. <clears throat> no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. So in the first part of this verse, no man has seen God at any time. And since no man has seen God, how can this world know him and that he loves them? <laughs> By when they see the love of God in his children. That's what it's saying here. If we love another, one another, no man seen God. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. And then they see God in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the first evidence of God's person is God's love in us to others and uh, we show his person and his character in our character to the world and so no man seen him but they can see him through us um, <clears throat> John 1.18 says no man has seen God at any time the only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father he has declared him because he has seen him <laughs> in John 14.9 he that has seen me, the Lord Jesus said, has seen the Father. And uh, today God is made known to the world through believers, godly believers. We have been given in um, chapter 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 and 19, the ministry of reconciliation. God is to be known through, made known to unsaved people through us. Because if we can't see God, how can we? We can see him through others. And the word that we give, the ministry of reconciliation. And also, others are called to preach. Romans chapter 10. How shall they hear except they be sent? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the preaching of the word of God. And another verse, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. So love's evidence is God's evidence is God's person to the world through us as we do what he's bidden us to do and we'll be called his friends. And in John eleven thirty four to 36, when Jesus was there at the resurrection of Lazarus, before he got raised, Jesus wept. And the people saw when Jesus did that, what did they see? Behold how he loved him. Yeah. And so when people see us, do they say, behold, that God must be important to them. Look what they do, the time they spend at church, the time they spend in serving other people. 
I pray that God's love is evident to the world through our person. Love's, love evidences God's presence in the believer. When we love one another, it evidences that God is dwelling in us. And so that's the second reason there. Romans 8.16, the Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. God dwells in us and we ought to be behaving like he's in us. He's, he's listening to every word we say, every thought we think and unsafe people, but because we are his children, we ought to live accordingly. <clears throat> and love's, love evidences God's perfection of love as well. In the last part of verse 12, it says, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. When God demonstrates or expresses his love through us, this happens. That is, his love is perfected in us. As we grow in him and as we live the life of love and we express it to the unsaved people. <clears throat> Where was I reading today? We have a magazine rack with so many things in it and I can't keep up with them all, but reading one there today and how many a person who is a Christian or claims to be a Christian gives a bad testimony. Actually, it was... Um, he wrote Amazing Grace. Um, John Newton. John Newton. He had a message from a pastor, a letter from a pastor saying that a certain other pastor has gone off the rails and I'm going to go and correct him. And John Newton wrote a message to him well, how are you going to do this? And I think it's 10 points in love, in gentleness, in meekness, and all the things he brought out. And I thought it was great. And we as Christians need to perfect love in our lives. See, John Newton, he knew he was bad. <laughs> he knew he was bad, all the things he had done. And uh, he has been forgiven much, loveth much. And he was able to express that love of Christ to that pastor in helping him Okay, you don't just go and beat him. You go, put yourself in his shoes, you do as much as you can to the love of God, but still express your concerns about the situation or the belief of that person. The evangelism in love is seen in verse 14. So we've looked at the essence of love, the expression of love, the example of love, the evidences from love, the evangelism in love. Verse 14, the love of God perfected in John caused him to witness concerning the saving work of Christ. I wonder, when they put him in the pot of oil and then they turned up the heat, stoked the fire under the oil, was he like Stephen when he's being stoned and kept on preaching, lay not this into their charge? <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't boil. He kept on preaching. He, miraculously, it's said that he, he survived that and God had a purpose. He had the revelation to give to him yet. I think it was before that that he was, they tried to boil him in oil. But he expressed love because he's the, the apostle of love. He wrote the epistles of love. And he wrote John's gospel as well. He wrote this, what we're looking at tonight. Uh, <clears throat> we have seen, it says there, though he had not seen God, John had seen the Lord. And John 14.9 says, Jesus said unto him, unto Philip, that is, Have I been so long with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? 
He that has seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? <laughs> and so John knew who the Father was because he had seen and lived and abided with Christ. And here in this verse here, and we have seen and do testify. The word testify indicates there that he'd taken deliberate time to think through the things that had happened while he was with the Lord Jesus, the things that the Lord had said. A continuous thinking on these things, to testify. And it means also to witness. Are we witnessing? And we have seen and do testify. As we've said here, this is the evangelism of love. We will tell others if we're truly born again and want to see others saved because we have seen the Lord ourselves. We want, through his word, we want others to be saved. Isn't the commandment, go ye into all the world, relevant for today? Isn't Acts 1 still true today? You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Be witnesses, witnesses, testifiers to the truth. We have seen, looked intently, and we testify of what we have seen in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's given us the commission, has he not, to go out and tell others of the Lord, of himself. For I am not ashamed, Paul said, of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Do we believe that? That everyone has the potential to be saved? I pray that we do. He didn't just die for the elect. He died for all. And so we need to take it out. The report proclaimed, the response desired. In verse 15 it says, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. Isn't this the response we want? That they what? Confess. What is Romans 10, 9 and 10? That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You see, this love is so in us that we want to tell others like God wants them to be told that they need to get saved. They need to confess the Lord. And I was able to get that worked into the last point, the tenth point of the thing that we're sending that's probably been printed, typed up now <coughs> in Israel <laughs> this time. So the response desire that people confess, that whosoever believes and confesses the Lord Jesus. And the reality enjoyed in verse 16, yeah, I'm pushing to get them to the end of this. And we have known and believed the love of God that God hath to us. God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. This is the reality enjoyed when we become Christians and the spirit of God is in us and when they have the love of God and we're testifying for him and People are confessing to know him. This is a reality that we enjoy. The love of God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in God, in, in love, dwelleth in God. And if we don't dwell in love, agape love, we don't dwell in God. <laughs> it's easy as that. And if you can't get along with fellow Christians, there's something really wrong. If you can't get along with unsaved people, something wrong because the love of God should be in our hearts as God loves the sinner we need to love them too